From Orange County, California, you are listening to Taking Flight with Captain Michael Rocket Blackstone. That almost sounds like a fake name. Maybe Marvel's next superhero? Might want to check into that. This is a different type of aviation podcast that is not hosted by a tech geek know-it-all or communist sympathizing wacko, no. Lucky for you, I am your host. With over 30 years and 30,000 hours of flying high-performance aircraft all over the world, 21 years at a major airline, and with over 25 years in the extremely challenging flying business, I hope to become your personal coach to get you started in your career in aviation as a pilot and to help you identify and survive this industry's many pitfalls and booby traps along the way. This podcast is my personal commitment to helping you succeed in making your dreams of flying for a living or as a hobby come true. We're trying to avoid that happening to your career because that's got to hurt. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Taking Flight with Michael Rocket Blackstone. It is episode eight tonight, and we are talking about five things that make aviation amazing. You know, now that you know that you want to do this, you're you're excited about it, you want to go for it, but I want to give you just a little bit more motivation as to what, what makes it that amazing. Once you get your license, are you just going to, you know, fly a, a Cessna 152, 172 around the patch? No, of course not. So what we want to take a look at is, is what, what are those goal points? Where, where can you go with the aviation uh, industry and, and how can you keep yourself fueled and excited about it? And the first thing that, that got me into aviation and made it really, really interesting for me is aerobatics. When I think back about all of the cool things that, that I have done in aviation, aerobatics just still shines as, as the beacon of this is what got me into flying. When I, when I take an airplane up and go 200 miles an hour and pull some G's and go upside down and, and go up, you know, up over the ocean inverted and knife edge and smoke on. And, and all of that is, is what aerobatics is. It's not about, about the, the rush of, the, of the, the actual maneuver. It's the freedom of the way that flying makes you feel. So until you get that aerobatic experience, I don't think you'll know what I'm talking about. So I need to get you to get out there, experience what aerobatics is all about, Take a ride in the pits, take a ride in an extra 300, take a ride in a Satabri or Decathlon and really, really uh, get, your, get your fire started on, on that first step of, of what the, one of the coolest things to do in aviation is, which is aerobatics. The number two thing that I think is, is amazing and one of the greatest experiences in aviation that not a lot of people get to do it's kind of specialized, is formation flying. When you get to take up two airplanes of similar type or very or the same type, which is even better. And you get to fly formation in very close proximity with each other that you can see each other's uh, literally facial expressions, read their lips when they're talking to you. Um, you can you can literally use hand signals, and we do, to, to communicate with each other in flight. And formation flying, and as I look back on my, my career and many, many thousands of hours of formation flying that I've done, uh, particularly with air combat out of Fullerton primarily, and later at a Long Beach, 
Uh, Long Beach doesn't really like formation flying, so not so much at Long Beach, but at Orange County Airport, uh, SNA, they loved the formation flying that we did with the Marchetti SF-260s for air combat out of John Wayne, Orange County Airport, big wide runway, runway 20 right if you've ever been there. The Marchetti's fit beautifully on the runway, lots of space. The early crosswind departure that we do out of there, they call it the Mesa departure where the two Marchetti's roll together, they break ground together and give them the hand signal and the head nod with the thumb up, positive rate gear up, and they, they tuck into a nice tight uh, echelon formation, usually with the the, the dash two Marchetti on the left side as they make a slight right, uh, 15 degree early right crosswind and go right over the top of the, of the Lion Air Museum, which is where we were based there and climb out over to the water and do our, our maneuvers. When we come back, we would come swooping in over, over the top of, uh, uh, South Coast Plaza for a nice wide downwind and we get to come in for an overhead approach together over Orange County Airport, descending down to about 800 feet, which is the pattern altitude at Orange County Airport in a nice tight formation and do the break uh, over the control tower where the first Marchetti, which is the lead Marchetti, peels off and puts just a little bit of G on to slow down and does a descending spiraling arrival into land on two zero right with dash two 500 to 1,000 in trail and landing on the left side of the runway while uh, the lead aircraft lands on the right. Formation is epic. And there's not a lot of places to do it. Uh, Air combat was one of the only places where civilians would get a chance to try what formation is like. As a pilot, there's there's some small groups that still do it. It's just something you're going to have to search for. It's something that's it's dying. And, and, and unfortunately, that's not really... Um, flourishing and it's not something that that pilots really get a lot of chance to do unless they were in the military and they flew fighter planes or they got to do some uh tanker work and they got to you know fly off of another aircraft in in the refueling world in the military formation flying in the general aviation world in the civilian world is much more difficult to be had so if you get the opportunity number two is get some formation experience amazing the third the third thing that I think is really, really, it's, this is tough, tough to, to rate these, but really the third thing that I find to be another amazing epic adventure in aviation is air-to-air combat. Uh, flying dogfighting, dogfighting two airplanes, one versus one, guns only, World War II style, BFM, we call it basic fighter maneuvers and, and also air combat maneuvering is the art of dogfighting, which is two airplanes maneuvering around in through the sky using the three-dimensional planes, uh, literally the, the, the vertical plane, horizontal and oblique planes, um, max performing their aircraft, trying to minimize their turn radius and increase their turn rate to achieve an offensive position such that you can deploy your gun, the, the, the 50 caliber 20 millimeter weapon on the front of your machine to shoot down the other aircraft. My dad invented the air to air combat concept for civilians, which we'll talk about in its own episode, but air to air combat, uh, my friends is probably one of the coolest things you can do in an aviation, uh, in the aviation world that will really get you excited about it and, and see what, what flying is all about. We'll uh, discuss the details of it in a later episode. The fourth thing that, that I think is a, is a real attractive um, 
topic of if something that you can do with aviation that that you don't really think about when you're first learning to fly. You think, I'm going to get my license and then I'm going to keep getting licenses and then you're going to go to the airlines. But there's a, there's a fourth thing that really attracted me to aviation. It's the adventure travel side of aviation. It's the the opportunity to see the world. I don't think you'd be interested in aviation if you were the crawl under bed, under your bed and stay at home type. I think it's for the people who really enjoy the process of adventure and seeking out fun things to do like scuba diving, like rock climbing. You know, you want to hike, you want a mountain bike, and all of these things are much more easily accessible by air. And to get in your plane with your buddies or with your significant other and pack up a, uh, a, a, a knapsack and, and, and some, some gear and, and go on a trip and take these trips, these, these air travel trips are really amazing. There are actually over 13,000 small airports, small airports in the United States alone. And that is way, way more extensive of an air, uh, air system, you know, an airport system that general aviation airplanes can use that, that large heavy aircraft cannot. So, so if you limit yourself to thinking, oh, I can only go to Vegas, I can only go to Denver, I can only go to, you know, Dallas or Chicago or New York or Miami or Atlanta, and that's it. it you got to be able to, to go to the small outstations, the really tiny places. And some places are so small that even the regional jets can't get into. That's the world where general aviation lives. That's the world where the small airplanes really are where it's at. So even if you do crank all the way through your career, you get your licenses, you get your ratings, you go become an airline pilot, you fly regionals, you fly private charter uh, corporate jets, but you still would have the, if you still love aviation and still want to do aviation, you'll still find yourself being drawn back to adventure travel in what in what the small airplanes can do and uh i highly recommend you check that that side of it out and go travel to some of these cool little outstations and get lunch in a really obscure spot um in la one of our favorite spots to go is like camarillo airport from orange county it's only about 30 minutes you can have lunch in camarillo which would be a 90 minute drive by car but we can get there in 30 minutes by air and that that is the time machine value of flying that makes time travel possible. It literally does where you can, you can get out far and get back in the same day. And without aviation, you would not be able to do that. So uh, keep that in mind. The fifth thing that I find to be really the coolest thing, one of the really coolest things that, that once you finally get there and it takes a long time to get there sometimes and, and it's expensive and it's worth it though, is flying jets. When you get to fly jets for the major airlines, you know, you think, oh, it's going to be so different. It's going to be so much better. And really, it's the same thing as flying the small airplanes, except they are just bigger. And as, as cliche as that sounds, it's true. If you're a good stick and rudder pilot flying a, a Citabri or Decathlon, and you're, you're a really good uh, stick and rudder person flying a... Uh, you know, a Baron or a, or an Aztec, or you fly a King Airs, or you fly something a little larger, you know, a Gulfstream or a Citation, you'll find that there are more similarities to these machines than differences. And flying the biggest jets in the world is no kidding, really, really, really cool. And how far they can go and how high they can go. And they take a lot of the, of the, of the adventure is with it, but a lot of the the, the really cool parts are out of it in a way. So, so 
try to keep your roots still going in, in the small aircraft world when you can. When you get to the airlines, you're going to love it. It's, it is that cool. However, don't forget where you came from and continue to go back and fly those small airplanes and enjoy them as well. The, uh, the key feature to all of this for me is, 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 is once you get into flying and you make it part of your life, you, you really can't imagine your life without it. And it's like Pandora's box in a way, you know, you, once the internet was released, you know, you, you, we can't not search the internet for the places we want to go. You want to know where, you know, where the best restaurants and hotels are. I use TripAdvisor when I travel. I mean, these, these are the tools that will allow you to go to faraway places. And I've been to a lot of faraway places. I've been to Fiji, did amazing scuba diving in Fiji, uh, one of the most beautiful places on earth. I've been to, uh, Hawaii many times and I've explored the Hawaiian islands with a really cool book that helps me out. It's called Hawaii Revealed. It's a travel guide book. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a really great way to go to Hawaii and see all of the cool things there are to do in Hawaii. I've been to Africa and uh, my airline doesn't go to Africa, but because we're airline pilots, this is another cool feature of being in in the aviation world and being an airline pilot with a a valid uh, passport and ID, you can go anywhere in the world, literally, for the price of the tax, which I believe going to Africa only was a couple hundred dollars, I believe, each way. It might have been even less, but it wasn't very much. I got to Africa in, uh, I landed in, in Johannesburg, and then from there took a smaller airplane uh, up to Zambia, where I was able to experience wild animals like we'd never seen before. You know, I, we're not used to that in, in the United States. So I got to Zambia, enjoyed the, the, the wildness, the, literally the wildness of, 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 the, of Africa. And then was the, the highlight of the trip was when uh, we were, I was able to take a whitewater rafting trip in the Zambezi River, where I've never even heard of a level six rapid, but they, we capsized three times. It, this thing was, was huge, huge, amazing whitewater rafting. I had never been whitewater rafting before, so it was amazing. And uh, one of the top things I've done in my life. And aviation made that happen, and my airline career made that happen. So that that is the extent of what can be done with aviation and the things that will draw you to it. Uh, if I can add a sixth bonus item with another cool thing to do with aviation, and I had the opportunity to do this one time, was uh, to take a lesson, and I'd love to get my rating in a helicopter and do some rotorcraft work. As you learn to fly things, you start to find those similarities, but when you get into a helicopter, you start to find this thing is a totally different animal than the the fixed wing aircraft that I've, I've been used to flying for all these years. So when you find yourself feeling a little bit, uh, you know, I don't want to say bored, but when you find yourself looking for another little, little challenge, I should say another, another, another adventure that you can do, there's always another type of equipment that you may want to explore. And as the spirit moves you and, and you, you feel the need to try something a little different, you can take some helicopter lessons and learn how to, how to hover and learn how to, how to move. And once you're going and you're flying along and you're going level, 
well, then it's a little bit more like fixed wing. And now it's, you're just not going very fast. And you're not flying very high. And one of the nice things about helicopters is, is you can fly lower and slower and be able to see things better. I think that's one of the things that, that, that people forget about, that when you get in the jet world and you start flying higher and higher, I just read an article today about the Gulfstream. I believe it's the 700. I think that's what they're calling it now. Anyway, they're about ready to certify their latest version uh, of the Gulfstream, and they build them in, in Long Beach, California, which is which is cool. It's right right close to where I live. So Gulfstream is going to make this thing, and it, I believe it flies at over 55,000 feet at near Mach 1. It's, it's, it's going to be certified and flight tested, I believe, up to Mach 0.9899, very close to the speed of sound at very high altitudes, and I believe it'll be able to travel 7,500 nautical miles without stopping. That takes a lot of the adventure out of flying, but a lot of the 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 cool things that you want to see are going to be far away. So the ability to do that is is just amazing. But the guys that fly that are playing a lot will probably tell you, man, they really wish they were flying a, a, a you know low altitude tail dragger or helicopter sometimes just to just remember and, and enjoy and see what it's like to be down low again and see things again. Because from 55,000 feet, remember, it's uh, you're 10 miles up. I mean, literally. So looking at something from 10 miles away is really hard to see any detail at all. So uh, uh, I admire those guys that get to fly that and, and, and appreciate what they're doing. I think the Gulfstream is an incredible aircraft. And the aircraft that the airlines are flying are, are amazing. I'll be flying the 777, which has got similar range, 7,000 plus nautical miles. I'll give you the details on that when I eventually get checked out on it. I'm still waiting for my class date. But the the magic of flying is still there, even in 2020. New stuff's coming out. Uh, the We'll get into some avionics stuff later, some, some navigational stuff, and a little bit more flying stuff. Just want to give you a little taste of, of what you're looking forward to as you get your, your pilot license with the five things that you will love to do in aviation. We added a little sixth one bonus there as well. We hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, go ahead and, and send us your, your, any questions that you may have to takingflightwithrocket at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Uh, we just started a Facebook page as well. Um, and we certainly appreciate you being here. We will see you in the next episode real soon. Keep on flying.